It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Forever Giants, the podcast. I'm Rennell Brooks-Moon. In today's episode, I sit down with Noah Lowry at the beautiful Toomey Cellars in Calistoga. The story of the San Francisco Giants is legendary. In my years as the official voice of the Giants, I've had the privilege to meet countless players and personalities whose passion for this team is only matched by their love for the game. Their stories are intertwined within the fabric of this team's history. They are Forever Giants. Got him. Good change. That has been a money pitch today. Wow. The story of Noah Lowry is one of facing down adversity time and time again. The California native pitched his way to being an All-American at Pepperdine University, and the San Francisco Giants took him with the last pick of the first round in the 2001 MLB Draft. Whoa, Noah Lowry is ready. In 2005, Lowry began his career with a 7-0 record, the longest winning streak for any pitcher in San Francisco Giants history. His five-year career was a series of ups and downs. He faced the downtimes head-on before injuries would end his baseball career, but not before he would leave his mark on the city of San Francisco. Well, Noah, it's great to see you, and thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It's my pleasure, yes. And we're right here in, in your backyard. You and the family have settled in this area. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better spot to have a conversation with a better person. Whoa! So. Cut it out. Thank you so much. So, yeah, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll get to the family a little bit later, but what, what we love to do with this show is really have our viewers learn about the journey of our Forever Giants, and that's what we'll, we'll start with your journey as a Southern California kid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and, again, it, it, it happens fast, but California's been a big part of my life in general. Growing yeah. up down in uh, Ventura County and a uh, little town called Ojai. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. Some people Ohio, no, it's like it's Ojai, <laughs> little little town in Southern California. And uh, from there, things really picked up after high school, Go going into junior college for a year and then Pepperdine and Malibu. And, and from there, life changed dramatically. That was when I was drafted by the Giants out of Pepperdine. And uh, the journey began into this, this culture, this family that, uh, you know, at the time, you don't you don't see it, you don't really understand it. But you know, on on the other end of it now, transitioning out of the game, it's like it is. It's like it's like an extended family. So, yeah, you have a different perspective now yeah. that you're out of the game. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back to that little boy. Yeah. In Ojai, I I read that you were on a pair of skis when you were like five years old. I I've been pretty active. Uh, <laughs> In the outdoor space, yeah, and uh, it started at a young age. My parents were were active people, and um, there was a time where, yeah, I would get out and get on the skis, snowboard, skateboard, until you know there comes a time where it's like, well, you got sports, and you want to look at you know continuing on. You've got to be careful. There's 
you start to weigh risk and reward. And, exactly. You know, so. Exactly. So what other sports did you get into uh, other than baseball? What were your sports of interest when you were a kid? Yeah, I dabbled in football a little bit. Did you? Um, and with the timing, seasonally, of baseball, uh, basketball also made sense. It was another way to, uh, another team sport that I could play. A lot of running back and forth. And uh, it gave me a way to condition to head back into baseball. So basketball was a big one for me. And then uh, individual sports. I had some buddies in, in high school that played a little bit of golf. So I started to dabble in golf. My game hasn't really gotten any better, hasn't really gotten any worse. But I, yeah, <laughs> but you I, love enjoy, it I still enjoy playing it, yeah. yeah, just sport in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, when was it, at what age did it become clear to you that baseball was your passion perhaps your favorite sport and something that you actually wanted to pursue uh, that's a good question so th thinking back on it if I in high school I had told people I said well you know people ask you what what do you want to do when you grow up yeah you want to be you know an astronaut or if I, I want to play baseball so I, I I would tell myself that story and I started to believe in that um Really, when I got into to Pepperdine uh, at the time, and I, and just to, to give you some context around what that means, um, I really I questioned just like you know the possibility in that. Like I wanted to believe it, and so I kept telling myself, you know, like the fake it till you make it type mm -hmm. thing. And and I and there was a part of me that was like I saw some talent in myself at a young age to be able to play the game, but again, believing in it didn't really start to settle in until. Um, I was drafted in junior college and, and at that time then offered a scholarship to go play baseball at Pepperdine. Right. And it was like, okay, not only, you know, do I see something, but others are starting to see it as well. Mm -hmm. and, so I, and so I think if I had to, to put an exact time frame on it, I would say it, it, was, it was in that time frame from going uh, out of junior college into Division One. That's interesting because yeah. I would have thought it would have been younger as like a little leaguer. Yeah. Again, it was. It's like the stories that I told myself. I wanted to believe in it, but to be honest and transparent, no. I at the time it was like, I have this grandiose idea. Yes, I I would love to be able to play baseball. However, I, you know, I it's it, I see that mountain over there that yeah. I got to climb. And it's like I want to start climbing it. I just may not necessarily know where to begin, how to begin. Do I believe in myself enough? Gotcha. Um, and then just over time and repetition, that started to come together. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, as a young athlete um, in baseball, perhaps football and basketball, who were some of the athletes that, that were your heroes as a, as a young athlete, as yeah. a kid? Yeah, I smile because I was like, <laughs> we were talking about earlier, but Will, Will Clark is one guy that just comes to mind for me. Um, just the way that he played the game, uh, just with honor, he played hard. And uh, I loved his sweet swing that he had and the point. You know, it's like, so good. So good. So <laughs> I, I focused on it. And people ask me, like, did, you know, did you like certain teams? Or, and I'm so like, well, I liked West Coast teams just because I grew up on the West Coast. But I really gravitated more towards players. And, and Will being one of them, I played first base. Uh, JT Snow being another one. Um, and then pitchers. Yeah. Uh, pitched as well so yeah yeah th that ended up being the end game and guys like Nolan Ryan who was just a hard-nosed athlete wow. the way that he played the game you know he got respect from other players uh, in the game through his performance and I think the person that he was I never got a chance to meet him so I make that up a little bit but 
Uh, him and Roger Clemens stick out to me mm. as guys that uh, I really put a put a lot of time and focus into just watching their the, you know the semantics and the way that they went and they played the the game. Sure. And uh, and then uh, lefties as well being left-handed. That's right. Uh, Chuck Finley, he was an, an angel at the time, mm -hmm. and um, he's somebody I watched just growing up in Southern California. Uh, guys like Jamie Moyer and Tom Glavin. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then going going back in time, I I started to watch the Major League Baseball put together. It was called an, the All Century Team. It was a DVD that they they put together. Yeah. I, I, I that. watched that thing so <laughs> many times. And and there was players on there like Gibson and uh, and like Warren Spawn and Koufax and. That, that that was really when I started to tie into the history of the game, yeah. and I started to appreciate because I you know I wasn't around to see these some of these guys play, so of it was course, like yeah. um, that's when I really started to focus on like again more more of the the character traits of these athletes than um, you know necessarily getting a chance to meet them or play with them. Some of them I was fortunate enough right. to do so, but. Right. Um, so you played a little long first base. Long, yeah. No, it's okay. You played a little first base. Did you do that before you started pitching? Is it, yeah, and then you yeah. Made the transition? I I played multiple positions mm. until it, it there came a point where I had to decide. <laughs> okay. And being left-handed, you know, it was like yeah, kind of limited. You know, being lefty, it's like I always wanted to go play. I want to take a chance at shortstop. You know, but it didn't necessarily make sense. But first base was uh, was a position that I could play. And um, when I wasn't pitching, I would go over there and. It limited my throwing because if I was pitching, I didn't want to make you know too many additional throws. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, I, all the way up, you know, the little league type days through high school and um, not into college because at that point it's like it's time to make a decision right. on where I want to focus. Right. You're pitching direction. in college. Yeah. 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 But, so have yeah, you been school. able to uh, develop a relationship with Will Clark since you admired him so much as a youngster? It, you know what? That, that's one of the. Uh, I'm still such a huge fan of like. Listen, these guys. I get it. I I'm know like, the feeling. I'm the same way. I go on to like fanboy. And like, <laughs> okay, bring it together. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, JT too. I told him. Really? Like, yeah. Okay, I don't want to sound weird, dude, but <laughs> I got all your baseball cards. <laughs> got a little man crush on you, uh, if I'm being real, yeah. right? Right. I know we're teammates, but yes, that 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 is uh, yeah. So yes, to answer your question directly, yes, Will Clark. I'm like every time I see him, I'm like, man. I know. I, I feel the same mind. way. I'm I'm with you on that. I feel I, it's weird that he knows my name. It's just weird, yeah. right? And then you get a chance to meet some of these people and get to know who they are, and it's like, wow, a whole new level of appreciation because they're great people. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, that's that's been a big joy of mine. Well, tell me a little bit, a bit about your uh, your family dynamic as you were uh, growing up and getting into sports and kind of finding your way. And how did your family support you? And I know you, your dad had a huge impact on you growing you, up and you, still does, obviously. Yeah, you know, my family was, uh, looking back on it, thinking about it, I'm the oldest of four, one. I've got another brother and, and two sisters under us. And... Uh, they they were always there, they were always present. Meaning like they they took us to the games. They you know, they got us involved in sports. They they provided us an opportunity and an avenue for us to to blossom. And they and they didn't get in the way of that. Okay, my daddy he didn't coach us a lot. Mm -hmm. He was a he was a high jumper, a track guy. Mm. He played a little basketball too, but uh, he. 
again, the presence is one thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking through it. Uh, he really, he, he opened up uh, our, our thinking, the, the, the ability not to limit ourselves, you know, like there's, there, there's something, uh, it's in Philippians, it's, it's biblical, so I'm not going to get too far into that, but um, it was like a line that talks about like you can do all things, it talks about through Christ and so on, but it was the, you know, if you take that, the first part of it, if you're not religious, whatever, all good, but like the, if, if you really believe in yourself enough and you're willing to, you know, s stick with it and fall down and get back up and, and persevere and continue to go, um, then there's the, the opportunities will open up. And that, that, that way of thinking started at a young age. And so uh, for that, both him and my mom, I appreciate that, that side of you know, who they were for us as, as kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I know your dad had a had a really strong work ethic that I know you appreciate. And I read that yeah, he started so. working when he was 17 years old. Yeah. And he was a contractor, and he yeah. just worked where he was grinding. It, it's it's yeah. He he's a, he's go go go. Yeah, <laughs> Wor works hard. Um, attention to detail is a, is a big part of what he does. And it, I, what I make up is that is part of what makes him great. And what he does do, um, yeah. he's he's an artist in a sense that he, he does. He, he he builds houses, and uh, he's he's still doing it to this day. We're actually starting to have conversations about that transition and what's next in life for yeah. him because it's he's coming to a point where um, he's going to be looking at the next phase in life. But he he has always been a hard worker. Yeah, and and my mom the same. Mm -hmm. She she worked hard and 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 just in different ways she wasn't building houses but she uh she started out working in a restaurant waitressing and then and then looked after us four crazy kids at times <laughs> which having kids myself now it's like hey it's a whole new appreciation exactly right it's right like, yeah mom i took you for granted <laughs> right a few times <laughs> i see it now yes yes will you forgive me well i i was also reading that your dad had you and your brother Every summer in the Southern California sun, you were basically working with him or for him. You guys had shovels in your hands in the in the heat of Southern California in your summertime. We we started working at a young age, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just we wanted to be. He was our dad, so it's like we wanted to be involved in what he did. Yeah. And uh, in that, my brother got heavy into the trades. Uh, myself, not as much. I'm like still the like light bulb guy, but. <laughs> We 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 gain an appreciation for just like what hard work was, and and he would he would give us little things to do at the jobs. I mean, it wasn't like we were you know we were young, so yeah. it was like you yeah. know, come hang out and you get a chance to see what what the work life is about. And um, the other side of it was like you see what hard work looks like, and if this is something you want to do, great. I'll you know I'll put time into teaching you whatever you want to know, and if this is not what you want to be doing then that's cool too mm -hmm. just understand that you know you may want to go out there and get an education and um look at you know whatever it is you may want to get into and, and sink you know that same work ethic into whatever it is you want to do so so you could apply all of that in your professional baseball career i'm sure very much so yeah yeah, yeah even even up to this day yeah, yeah. My, my parents yeah they 
again, at a young age, there was there was just a, a, a lot of different um, characteristics within them that, uh, yeah, I took moving forward. A lot, yeah. of, lot of life lessons. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, I want our viewers to know that the most interesting thing I discovered about your dad is that he was a fixture at Johnny Carson's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Working on projects at the great the TV legend that is Johnny Carson. Yeah, that Did was you cool. understand what a big deal that that was? At the time, no. No, not, of course yeah, not, no, right? Not really. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I mean, he lives on, the, you know, it's a cool spot, a nice house. That's but, bananas. Um, as you get older, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, the, and again, the, you know, the attention to detail and, and just the, the person that he was, I, I think speaks to the fact that, you know, people uh, who, who I, I I make up? I didn't get to know the man, but I, sure. I would think that you know he appreciates hard work and sure. attention to detail himself, and that's yeah. probably part of what made him great. Um, and so yeah, we got a chance to go down there, hang out, and like we have would have furniture pieces in our house, and he'd be like, oh, you know, I don't want them. He'd just if you want them, take them type thing. So that is so cool, unbelievably cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to high school, because I, this is how I imagine you in high school, Noah Lowry. I imagine you as like a superstar athlete. I imagine you as like voted like most popular, big man on campus, prom king, all of that. I see all of that in you. Am I on the right track at all? Yeah, yeah, no. Come no, on. No, it's actually a little bit more, more uh, of what I make up to be kind of the opposite side of that. Really? I, I, yes. Yeah, just struggled with my identity through Did high you? school. Yeah, and wasn't sure kind of who I was. I was carrying a lot of things uh, from childhood into mm. to high school. Like um, I had said it before, and it's I mean it's kind of personal. I don't mind talking about it, but um, like I, for whatever reason, I I wet the bed for a long time. Oh my goodness. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And like and so there was a part of me like I I wasn't sure what that was about. Sure. And like, it lasted for a while, and so like, and it really just like eroded my confidence in myself. It was like, well, who, you know, of course. who am I? Like, what, what does this look like? And so, but did sports, you talk to anybody about actually, that? Did you ever talk to anybody about it? Or no, you just kept it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it. I mean, uh, outside of my, you know, my parents, sure, and, at home. And yeah, it's like, yeah, they, you know, I didn't even want to bring friends over. Have like, um, you know, if there's a girl I'd like, it was like. I'll bring her around that, you yeah. know? So didn't have a, like, I had a couple friends and sports was a great outlet for me to just go, like, get away from all that. Gotcha. And be able to just forget about, like, these things that, again, I was making up, but they were real to me at the time, you sure. know? Sure, um, sure. And so, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't super popular and I, uh, I just kind of, kind of rough around the edges It was in a high struggle school. for you. Yeah, kind yeah. of rough around the edges and um, it really, Sports gave me not just an outlet to, to get away from that, but also to not necessarily, yeah, I guess recreate sort of an identity around who I was, mm -hmm. about what I made up, if that makes sense. It so does. It was like, I made this made this up over here, and, and this gives me a chance to create something new, and, you know, I was good at that, and it gave, it built confidence, confidence up in me. And of so, course, yeah. Um, yeah, high school, was, it was a lot more like that, actually. Well, that, that's good to know because, yeah. you know, so many of us struggle with high school. And I know, like, a lot of our younger viewers would probably appreciate hearing that because I'm sure they're going through the, the same struggles. All the struggles are different now in 2018, but sure, yeah. everybody goes through something in high school. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah, of Thank course. you for that. Yeah. And, and then, so you're finding your way, and it's you get drafted by the Texas Rangers. I did, yeah. In 1999. Yeah. Were you in high school at the time? Or? I was in junior college. Junior I went college. To, yeah, okay. I went to junior college for a year. 
And uh, again, just an, another, I was, I moved out of the house too. So there's all kinds of new happening in my oh, life. Oh man, at the time. you're taking on a lot at I, this age. Yeah, you know, I wanted to get out. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to start figuring out what life was like for myself. And yeah. so um, out of high school, yeah, I, I moved to just not far away, you know, 20 minutes or so down the road and went to Ventura uh, Junior College and um, I got, got drafted out of there. But you chose to, to go to Pepperdine, right? Yeah. Yeah. In that, you know, that's, it's an interesting, that's an interesting time frame, I think, for athletes in general mm -hmm. who are transitioning in, into sport. Like, how do I decide what I want to do? How do I know if I want to go play professionally or how do I know if college is, is maybe the better route for me? Um, you yeah, because that's so, what I wanted to ask you. Why did you decide, why did you make that decision to go to Pepperdine? Yeah, so like these these questions started to come up, and I can tell you at the time I had no idea. Mm. I knew that as a young athlete, um, I wasn't where I thought that I could be just uh, performance-based, like with my consistency and, and who I was as a young athlete and just my development. Again, I was just uh, out of high school, still trying to figure myself out as a person in, in general, and... Um, so you felt you needed more more time. Just time. Yeah. I, I felt like time would be a, a, a good direction for me to look at, like not just time on the field at a higher level in Division One sports, um, but I could also start to put an education behind myself and uh, you know just open up my thinking and get into you know a, a new environment. And then if baseball didn't work out, then I could look at falling back on an education. And exactly. So, um, yeah, really, I just I started to just navigate through what that might look like based on where I was at. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there is a, a need out there for, for kids and for families in general. It's like, well, how, you know, how do we look at these different decisions, these different and how do we even know how to weigh them? Or are we even asking the questions that you know may need to be asked? Yeah. So look at you growing up and maturing at that time, making that big decision. Yeah. Hindsight, it's like, OK, I, I see that it worked out now because yeah. it. We wouldn't be sitting here otherwise, yeah. but uh, it was it was really based out of survival at the time. It was like, you know, I I don't really know where to go right now. I I see this opportunity over here with the Texas Rangers, which right. was awesome. I was like, wow, that's so cool. That you must this have just happening. been out of your mind to get yeah. that. Yeah, and it all happened so fast. Yeah, like it was over a small period of time. Was it overwhelming for you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just because it was so fast yeah. and it was like drafted, and then you've got these schools who are now looking at you and. What do you? What do I do with that? A good problem to have. Yeah. No, no doubt. Just yeah. uh, like, well, what what is the best decision? How do I even know what that might look like? And it, it, yeah, it worked out. Yeah. And that's that's really what I, the factors came down to for me. I was like, okay, well, at junior college, I can go back into junior college for another year if I wanted to, mm -hmm. and I could still look at the draft. I could still consider Texas as well for at least up for a while up mm -hmm. until. Um, I don't know what like the time frame is, but they, I think they have the option to, to negotiate for a while right. into the next season. Right. Or I could look at a four-year. So I've got these different options. And as a young athlete, I don't have many options yeah. <laughs> available. So that seemed like the best fit for me. It gave me an opportunity to continue to play, put an education behind uh, myself. 
in, in the event that baseball didn't work out, and then I could just develop as as a young athlete or a young human in general. Yeah, I yeah. had a lot of figuring out to do. Heck, I still do. But, we all we yeah, listen. So we were saying earlier, it's a journey. Yeah. It never it never stops. Yeah. Well, that was a good decision for you. And something else I did not know was that you and pitcher Dan Heron were at Pepperdine at the same time. Yeah. And there were additional coincidences about you two. Like you went to high school like within 100 miles of each other and you were, you guys were, went on to get drafted close to each other. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. All these, you were in the rotation together as the Pepperdine Waves, what? Yeah, Yay! we, yeah. Having myself and Dan Heron as like a one-two punch, so to speak, yeah. uh, in the starting rotation. We had some other, Eric Valenzuela, who's now a, a coach up at, um, at St. Mary's and another guy named Jay Adams. As our as our starting staff, we had some we had some veteran leadership, and then we had two younger guys, myself and Dan. Yeah. And uh, you know, with with supposed high ceilings, so to speak. You know, yeah. there was there was you know people could see in us some talent, and we just needed to go out and apply that talent. So was that kind of cool for you to kind of both navigate this whole that portion of your journey together? It, it really was. Yeah. You know, not you know sitting here talking about it now you don't see like how the future is going to unfold but uh we had we had a really good run at pepperdine he did um and in that we both got drafted uh, very close to one another and thankfully i got drafted by the giants and my career took off that way and him at the time was he was drafted by st louis but he, then he came back over to oakland later yeah. on and so it was like you know, calling him and talking to him just about like, hey, you know, you, you know where you're going to live yet? You know, is there anything I can help you with? And then, uh, you know, get, getting a chance to, yeah, pit, you know, pitch against each other and the, the Bay Bridge series and stuff How like that. How crazy, like, right? So cool. That you is know? like full circle yeah. from Pepperdine to the Bay Bridge series. Yeah. That is crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're playing against each other, but in the end, it's like we're baseball, we're athletes, we're all family here. And so. Yeah. Um, Are you guys still homies? Yeah, again, like people at different periods in life uh, are, are, I consider them close friends, you know, yeah. like I consider them close friends and we may not see each other all the time, we may not talk all the time, but we pick back up right where we left exactly. off. Exactly, you know? so, right. Yeah, he's somebody that will always be near and dear to my heart. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that story. Do you like how I used homies like the kids? Yeah, that was good. Like the kids. Thank was you good. for that. Thank you. <laughs> Slide it in there. Hey, tell me about your junior year at Pepperdine, because that was a that was your best season, right? That that there was a that that was probably what I what I consider to be like one of the the pivotal moments in in my playing career, and I I say that because we talked a little bit earlier about just like the belief in myself and who I was. Well, I went into Pepperdine, uh, and I had gotten a full scholarship and. I had put all these, again, made up ideas about who I needed to be all of a sudden. You know, like all these expectations and just weights on my shoulder pressure. that I was carrying around. Right. Yeah, pressure that I didn't need to, but That's I right. did. Right. And so, and in that, I, I got in there and I struggled. And I struggled almost that entire first year there. And uh, in that, going into the junior year, I told myself, I'm like, I, I'm just gonna let it go and just leave it on the field, and whatever happens, happens. Like I've got to, I've got to trust in my own abilities, 
go out there and I'm going to give it my best effort and just see what happens. Like, he, putting all these pressures, you know, perceived pressures on myself wasn't helping me at all. And it was actually creating exactly what I didn't want it to create. And so sure. it's like, I'm, they're giving me, uh, you know, they're not going to get rid of me. That was a big fear of mine. I'm like, you know, am I going to lose my scholarship? What's, what's this going to look like? Um, they, I, cause I got pulled as a starter. And so the coach came to me after the year, after my sophomore year. And he said, we're going to give you another chance to start. It's up to you, you know, how you're going to handle that. Your, your scholarship's safe. And that was really reassuring for me. And that, that helped as well. It helped yeah. sort of lift that weight. And that confidence is coming back again. And in that, yeah, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I just need to let, let go of what I'm holding on to here and what I'm making up. And, um, and I did, and I went out that next year, and uh, I started off seven and zero, and lost one in there, and won another seven, and and then lost another one, and that's how it ended up. I ended up like fourteen and two, yeah, and uh, ended up as an All American, and again, it was, and it was just mindset. It was like if if you can let go of what might limit you, and it's easier said than done. But, totally but in that um that really allowed me to catapult or springboard into my professional career because after that i was i was drafted by the giants yeah. and, and things took off from there but had i not letting go of again these perceived thoughts um i you know i don't know what would have happened right did you have any coaches or mentors that helped you that year that really helped you figure that out you, you know I I just I, I nobody really like again my parents were there as a support like hey you know whatever you want to do because again during that sophomore year it was like do I even want to play you know I'm, I'm beating myself mm. up about like is this right for me mm. you know I'm on this journey but is this really gonna make sense so faced with some adversity and it's like part of me wanted to run sure and and so in that like my parents were there to just support me and say like you know whatever you decide to do and you know it's okay you know you, you've done great already type thing uh and then just our coaches standing behind us at the time you know that was that was a big deal um mentor wise though at the time not 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 really, yeah. That, so you that just really did the life. work on yourself and, and figured it out pretty much for yourself. Yeah, you know, cir circumstance at the yeah. time was, was driving me. Gotcha, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, well, just one thing led to another, and yeah, it was just, I was in a, I was in a fight for survival at the time. And that, like, and that you did, and yeah, so not, not long after that, the Giants come a-calling. Yeah, and, yeah, and so right? in that, yeah, just working through it and, letting go of what I was making up that after that 14 and two season, um, yeah, drafted by the Giants. I come it, on, how, Will Clark, the history, it, the legacy. How, how much better can it get? <laughs> the you, West Coast. You, and again, you don't realize it at the time, but it's like there's there's a lot of history to this team. There's there's a culture that's established on like winning and they're going to go out and they're going to put a winning team on the field and they're going to give you a chance and the fan base a chance to we're going to you know we're going to be in it mm -hmm. and so I really appreciated that plan for the Giants and 
going through my career with the Giants, it, it becomes like one big family. I mean, I've gotten to know you over time. You, yeah. you know, there's there's people that have been there for, they've spent their whole careers there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, that, that the culture that they've created over there is like, that's special to me. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. It's, and, but being drafted at the time, it's like, you don't necessarily see that. It's like, right, right. Uh, so you get drafted, you get called up September 2003? Yeah, yeah. All right, here that. you are now. Cup of coffee, yep. Here you are, you, you got your uni on, your big league uni, big league ballpark. What do you remember about that day? Uh, was, yeah, I, well, I remember my kneecap shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it, again, it becomes like, it, it goes from being sort of surreal, is this, you know, is this really gonna happen to like, Wow, here it is. Now we're we're here. We're in it. Yeah. And uh, which you'd been working so hard for. Yeah. Time sort of slows down at that point for a second. Okay. It was like, have you seen the movie The Matrix? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. Neo. <laughs> you were in The Matrix. Bullets are flying by. Everything's really <laughs> slow. And he's just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, th time just really s slowed down for a second. And uh, again, I was just soaking up as much as I could. That yeah. Giants were. Uh, I think it was, was it 03 or 02? I, it was one of those years, but. we just come off the World Series in 02. Yeah. 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 So, again, we, they were in the race, and so it was like a call up. You're going to get a chance to, like, maybe get some innings in and yeah. just get a look. And it was, you know, everything that I thought it would be and then some. Yeah. And, and not just that, but it was like, oh, I want more of that, you know? Like, I. That's right, and you got more of this that. This is everything that, yeah, yeah, I've worked for. Now I want to go out and I want to apply it and I want to help our team yep. go out there and win a championship. Yeah. And mentally, I'm ready to put myself all in, and uh, and physically as well. It's like let's go. So it's really just at the time, you you need to understand that there's the bigger picture and like there's going to be a time where you know, you may get your opportunity to stick or stay or have a chance to prove yourself up there. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so the cup of coffee came in that 03 time. And then, you know, being a starter, it's like, you know, they've got five starters and they're pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> something has to happen, yeah. uh, whether it's a trade or if it's, a, if it's an unfortunate injury or something, but you know, there will be a time where you're going to get your chance. And so you just keep plugging. That's what I told myself anyways. It was like, uh, whether I'm here or I'm in AAA, I'm just going to continue to um, go out and hone my skills in this game and just be the best I can be for myself and this team. Yeah. And when my opportunity does come, because I prepared myself this way, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident in what's going to come out of it. You'll be ready. You'll be ready when that opportunity comes. I, I, I thought so, yeah. 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 Well, you were, because let's, let's move to uh, 2004, kind of a partial rookie year for you. Yeah. 6-0, 3.82 ERA and 14 starts. National League Player of the Week in August. Yeah. How about that? August was a good month for it me. It was a good month, yeah. right? Yeah. You're on top of the world, you must be thinking, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you can yeah. say that. <laughs> well, think everything was coming together. Yes, yeah, I started six and zero. Oh. Uh, yeah, so hello. like it's like okay, that's. I couldn't think of a better way to start. Exactly. A lot of that was team based though as well. Sure. Like I, there was times where I could have very easily lost, sure. and our team battled back and and put us in a position to win. That's why we always the, say it's a team sport. Beauty of the yeah the mm -hmm. team game. I mean, it does take it takes a team to to bring it together. So. 
Y yes, things were coming together, and I was I was getting the opportunity to just find out what the big leagues was about, mm -hmm. and and how quickly, um, and how good players were at that level and are at that level. Um, I really appreciated that, like how quickly guys made adjustments and how in, in tune with not, like their own physical abilities they were and their ability to make adjustments on the fly, and and in turn now I'm called up. You know, yep. the 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 bars here. So yeah, because I was gonna ask you what what were your lessons that rookie season? What did you really learn? So you saw the game. Was the game a little faster for you, or it, the it, just one uh, <laughs> mistakes were magnified. Ah, yes. Uh, because the the level of play is so high that. Um, it could be orders of magnitude with these mistakes. And mm -hmm. so, like, one, you're trying to limit those as best as you can. I mean, we're human, so we all make them. And, and then on the other end, like I'd mentioned, just how quickly guys uh, will transition pitch to pitch or at bat to a bat in, in, in regards to the pitcher-hitter sort of yeah. duel that's going on there. Sure, yeah. yeah. And you, at that time... I read that you said it's really 90% mental the game of baseball is for you, right? Talk I, about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I believe so. I I think, again, this is this is all just perceived, but I, I think that um, at that level, everybody has a physical ability to be there. Otherwise, they, they probably wouldn't necessarily be there. Exactly. And, um, and what I saw out of the guys that have played a long time because when I came up it was like it was a veteran clubhouse this was older guys they were That's established right. guys and they, and a lot of them had a lot of success yeah and and what I saw in them was was their ability mentally like whether it was like a, you know a big game situation a pressure situation these guys rose up to the occasion and they made adjustments and they prepared themselves and you know they believed in who they were and mm -hmm. and you know, the attention to detail and the consistency that they had within themselves was like, it was here. It started with the mindset and then it came out of the body after, but yeah. So you learned a lot from mentally. just kind of observing the veteran guys and watching how they approach their so, jobs. Yeah. yeah. Talk about some of those guys, some of those uh, extraordinary teammates you had and, and yeah. the impact they had on you. I had, had played with some really good ones. Yeah. Um, right, right away, uh, you know, I, I played with Barry, so, well. you know, that's like watching him chase the record down and just the incredible athlete that he was, it's like, it was just fun to watch. Mm -hmm. it was like, it, you had a front row seat. I'm a teammate, yes, but I'm a fan as well because it's like I really appreciate what you do as an athlete and especially when he was chasing the record down. I was like, he wasn't getting a lot of pitches at the time. Yeah. As would walk him and like. Maybe they pitch to him, and they, maybe they're chickens, trying to pitch. Rubber chickens, chicken dances all over the place. Yeah, maybe they're trying to pitch around him, but when he does get that pitch, he doesn't miss it. Oh my god! And it's like, wow, man. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. So like, things like that stick out to me. Um, there was pitchers as well who, um, Matt Morris. He, he's a guy that that he he really had a big impact on who I was. Uh, he had had some success in St. Louis, then we got him. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, Zito was the same way a little bit. These guys, they, they knew what it took to go from good to great, in my opinion. And uh, 
Rigetti, he was an, he was another one. He was a pitching coach. Of course, yeah. And, uh, and so these guys knew that like there was a certain level of detail and discipline that it took to bring yourself up from just being not just I don't, we don't want to be good we want to be great and mm -hmm. if we have to we'll fall back on being good mm -hmm. but we're striving to be great uh, and so like just in talking to these guys about their approach to the game and um, the ebb and the flow of the season and um, and then just in observing them as a student of the game uh, I just I picked up a lot from from them and then applied it applied it to my game and like I mentioned the the a lot meaning like the discipline and seeing them in big game situations uh rise up yeah and just their physical and mental abilities coming out and and overcoming you know adversity because it is an adverse game yeah it is well you learn you learn from the best yeah what a blessing yeah. you were surrounded by a lot of greats yeah i had and lefties like kirk reader yeah what scotty scotty air he, <laughs> yeah. he took me under his wing kirk kirk did the same thing so and, cool um, you know, like I think about like Rob Nan and there's just I mean the list could go on. There was young guys like Kaner and, and these are they're not so young anymore, but at the time <laughs> like Kane and uh, you know young Tim Lincecum. Oh my goodness, of course, you know, yeah. And then catchers, the, the these the, the battery relationship, you know, yeah. between that pitcher and catcher, guys like Matheny. Mike and, Matheny, oh my goodness, he must have had a huge impact on you. Huge, yeah. Yeah. The way that we studied the game together and just had open communication about, you know, our approach and then, uh, you know, a debrief after, it was like, that's, yeah. that's special. Yeah. And in that, you know, the, the bond becomes tighter. Benji Molina is the same way. Oh, my gosh. He was great, too. Yeah. yeah. Those are all good ones you just listed there. I think so. Pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. Good for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So, okay, 2005, you keep on rolling. And uh, so, basically, a 7-0 start. To your to your career, um, yeah, yeah. So I had one after yeah. Early that year, yeah, 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 that's right, because it became the longest winning streak for any pitcher in San Francisco Giants history. Yeah, you are rolling. Things are looking good. What was clicking for you then, or just I guess your confidence level was pretty much at an all-time high, yeah, and you, you know, mentioned all those teachers you had, but you seemed like you had hit your stride. Y yes and no. So the the numbers would say so. Right. Uh, and but again, if you were to look at the the day to day, I would say that the the team aspect of the game really came out right right then. And um, and so I don't I don't want to downplay it because it I mean it's the fact that it's there. It is there what is it there. is. No, yeah. 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 So and and that's really cool. And and in that too, the emphasis on the team game itself is like it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, because there was times where it could have lost and yeah. we could have lost as a team and um they they rallied around us and me and picked picked us up when you know maybe i got bashed around a little bit mm -hmm. you know, one inning or or so um but yeah i you know i'd started to see what it took after that first year to have a little bit of success and and then also now i go back to the adjustments I, teams are making adjustments now and individuals are making adjustments and they have an idea of who you are and how you're going to approach them now so now you got to answer back it's cat and mouse mm -hmm. so now you you you, you got to become again new each time out yeah sort of. yeah mm -hmm. tell me about your approach to to your game day the days that you were starting um of course ryan vogelson famously ate chicken enchiladas <laughs> 
Did you, did you, I know you enjoyed your heavy metal music, right? It's so fun. I did, yeah. I love Metallica. I just love Metallica. And come then, on. Then they come out the game, it's like, this is so Isn't cool. that the coolest Metallica <laughs> so cool. nights, right? Yeah. Um, so you got your heavy metal going, and what else was your approach to getting in that mindset to get out there and pitch? You know, music, music was a big piece for me. Music helped me. Music helped me quiet my mind because there, there was always, it, and it didn't, I, I, I ended up with 100 starts exactly. That little guy in the back of my mind, and I think that everybody has him, like, always, you know, like, oh, you know, who's going to show up today? Are you going to be good enough? This, that, you know, it's like, quiet those, quiet that voice yeah, down yeah. and just keep going. So, and music allowed me to sort of quiet myself down and focus on the here and now. Okay. And presence myself. And it's heavy metal at times. It was all kinds of music. Yeah. Um, even, like, I, all the way, like, on the other end of it, I, I, I think about Enya. No, like, you I did not. Love, yeah. No, like, you were like new agey. So it was all over the place. That's right? cool, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like an up and a down. Yeah. And, um, so there was that. Yeah, but then there was also, like, who am I going to be facing that day? Uh, meaning, like, what, what, who's playing right now? What are the, what are their tendencies? You know, what, what's, what's gonna be, uh, what could unfold, I guess, out on the field? Meaning, like, these guys are gonna probably take a certain approach to me. I've, I'm gonna make sure that I know what kind of approach they're, they're taking. Meaning, like, what have they done leading up to this moment mm -hmm. against maybe somebody similar to me? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's myself. Um, and then, you know, how, how am I going to approach them going into that? And I, and I want to make sure that it's not just me having these conversations, but, you know, myself and my battery mate are on the same page. And then, and then you've got a, you know, a team environment. So like, you know, are we having conversations with maybe like, I don't know, an infield coach or, you know, our, our staff, we're making sure that, um, again, we're on the same page as a team as much as we can be going into it. Yeah. So, uh, again, really, really just heavily studying the game was a big part for me. Uh, and, and, and then again, the, the communication, it was a, was a big deal. It's key. Yeah. It's key. And then I go back to adjustments cause all that stuff sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. I think anyways, but then who shows up that day? Exactly. Like where maybe I'm not locating one side, maybe this pitch is not clicking easy to say harder to do yeah yeah so like, when it all comes to august was a month where it just happened to come together it did come together but it didn't other times and so like right how you know how do you make adjustments and what are you going to do then yeah yeah, yeah. well so. speaking of that august of 2005 i think you said that's one of your fondest memories because you yeah. were the player of the month yeah you know that that was a month where we we, we just talked about uh you know am i locating on this side or that side um, that month really just everything was clicking. Yeah. Body felt good. Uh, it was Matheny and I at the time, I was throwing to him more often than not. And mm -hmm. it was just like, we were just grooving together. Totally in sync. Yeah. Totally in Hitting sync. spots and uh -huh. having quick innings and, um, you know, again, the great defense. I think pitching and defense is the key to winning games. Yeah. They had solid defense behind us, timely hitting. It's like, we're just, we're coming together because I can... I can either do my part to uh, open up opportunity for us to score some runs and get ahead, or, or I, <laughs> I, I can go the other way, which happens at times, and then you know we pick each other up back and forth. But at the time, in that August, 
um, you were rolling. Things, things were really just clicking. Yeah, it was going, you, you know, eight, nine innings every time. And yeah. And we how, much, how much comfort did it give you knowing that you had those guys backing you up defensively? Did that kind of take a little pressure off? or? It's huge. Just knowing that you have, because I, again, I was, I pitched to contact. I wasn't a guy like, I had maybe a season in there where I had uh, an okay amount of strikeouts, but I didn't get a lot of swings and misses. I didn't throw hard, so. Yeah. And I wanted them to hit the ball. And knowing that you have good defense behind you is key when it comes to that. Like, if I do hang a changeup, <laughs> and <laughs> I just think about Pedro Feliz, who at the time was playing third base, or Eduardo Alfonso, these guys were, they had such good hands sure over there. Did. and. It's like before I could turn my head to see how hard that ball was just hit at these guys. They're picking it They're up like it. it's no big deal and making the play. That's and so like, good. I had Omar Vizquel at shortstop. And, how crazy. Oh, how awesome must that have been to play with him? I could go on and on about Omar. Like, he was special. Highlight reel every game, right? Yeah, he was so special. good. And then Richie Aurelia, too. Yep. He was over there. Yeah, so. yeah. I just had some really good defense Yeah, behind behind me and and I was it was going to apply that that you did that yeah. you did let's just for the record August 2005 National League Player of the Month you went 5 and 0 0.69 ERA Noah Lowry yeah things were rolling congratulations yeah, to that was you a good one. Thank that you. was awesome yeah all right so now let's get to where it starts to get a little bit dicey yeah actually we go on to some some pretty big news right before the 2006 season you get that big contract yeah tell me about that yeah that was cool obviously I mean it's like okay they see something they want you know they're willing to have a conversation about what could be longer term mm -hmm. and and I'm all for it and so uh, the opportunity presented itself I couldn't see myself anywhere else I didn't even know how to but I didn't want to either yeah so it was like yes let's make this happen and we did and um that's a piece of the game that like it has to be part of the focus because it is you know it, it's part of who we are as athletes of and it's course. part of the business and so when we get this piece out of the way then it's like okay that's cool that's great we, we're we've made a commitment to each other for for a an extended period of time mm -hmm. now let's go out and and put some work in you know well, yeah. not that we weren't going to do that anyways but it's like okay now we don't that conversation we can shelve now we can get to work now we go yeah now we can get to work yeah and so yeah it was like all right i'm I, you know i'm going to be a part of this team for at least this period of time well maybe anyway you know there's trades and stuff in there but it's like okay you know yeah. this is this is where i'm going to be and that that feels good it's like bringing you into the family dude yeah that you know? had to feel good but yeah. also i want to know was it pressure for you because at that time it was the second largest deal for a pitcher who only had one full season yeah. of service it was four years option for five over nine million dollars so with that confidence and feeling like i am part of this family they want me here did you also feel pressure to live up to that big contract uh you know not at the time no there that's good. The, yeah, the, yeah. The contracts, um, you know, they're they're really based on because because we can't base them on anything in the future because it hasn't happened, right? So, really, a contract is based on what your results have been, and not just yours, but maybe historically there's some you know references that you can point to. But it's like that's going to speak for itself after the fact, mm -hmm. you know. 
That's and, a good way of looking at it. I yeah. never thought of it like that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's like you, you get you you get in the contract based on what you what's did. happened yeah. because we can't base it on the future. Um. And then, but let's go out and create something new now. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. It was that. And you got a lovely uh, a bonus with that deal as well. Yeah. And I have to bring your dad back in there because I love this. You wanted to give that million dollar bonus check to your dad. Yeah, they worked so hard uh, oh. for us and they supported us coming up. And I just, I, I wanted to be able to give back to them the way that they gave to us. Just, you know, really, that was another thing you talked about earlier, the life lessons. Um, my dad always put others before himself, and my mom did as well. And um, they did not just—they didn't just do that with us. Like that was it. That was who they were as people, and yeah. still are. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I wanted to again give back to them. Yeah. That's part of what drives me in the community as well. It's like you know, what can we do with what we've been given? How can we help others? Be of service. Yeah. Yeah. You got uh, that yeah. from your folks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 2006. You're on top of the world. You're expecting to be a Giants pitcher for, you know, years to come now. Uh, but that season began. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Here yeah. we go, starting with a series of injuries yeah. that, that really, I, I can't imagine what that journey and, and what you were going through. Um, so tell me what happened that first start of that year. It makes me grit my teeth just thinking about oh, it. Oh, like, man. It feels so good coming in. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's part of who I am. It is. I, yeah. I don't like to say it, but I'm a glass house. I'm like, I'm a glass well, house. Well, welcome Gosh. to the club, right? It's like, man, you put all this time in, and, like, I feel for guys that watch injuries unfold. It's like, because oh. I know the amount of time and effort that these guys put into preparing themselves yeah. to be ready to play at that level. And and it was the same. I was feeling good, you know. Yeah. And, um, we had a couple games on the road, and and I was like our three guys. So I got the opening day start yeah. at home. And Hello, like, that was cool, right? Feeling good, man. Nuts, and then Bing, Bang, Boom. I get this injury, and the oblique. Yeah, and uh, and and then it's like, all right, now what? Now we're gonna have to start to claw our way back, and it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. You know, and that's, it's. Things are going to come up, and eventually injuries took me out of the game. Right, but, which uh, you could never have foreseen after that oblique yeah, issue. Yeah, you know, you just, it, it, because, again, we can't predict the future. It's like, okay, an occurrence happens. I'm, I know that I'm going to, like, I'm hardworking. I'm going to go put the work in, yeah. and I'm going to do whatever it takes to prepare myself to get ready again. And um, mentally, it just, it strengthened me because, it's like you're going to be faced with something. You can go one of two ways. Exactly. Um, exactly. You can you can sink into despair. Feeling sorry for mm -hmm. yourself or despair. Right. That's mm -hmm. a great word. And or or we can call ourselves up to you know a new level of whatever it may be or something new because it's this is it's going to be new. And yeah. for that year, I struggled a little bit. I, I got back health wise to get myself onto the field just like reaching back to go throw and the torque just wasn't the same you know yeah. just like there's time i feel like i just needed like more time for mm -hmm. my body to just continue to build the strength that i'd built up over time for so long yeah. 
Um, and again, I don't know how true that is, but that's what I made up about sure. it. And I could see it just in the results. And yeah. so that year was tough I and mean, yeah. it struggled that year. That was yeah. the one year that I had a really difficult year. Yeah. And because then at the end of the season, it was it the elbow or, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that year. It was, uh, it, it was gone. Yeah. Walk after, me through because now there's like three more situations that you had to deal with in the next year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it coming into like, um, again, I think again, just more time after that oblique and you know like it all starts to run together in my mind I bet, and, and yeah. maybe it was like part of the same year I couldn't so I may I may be off there <laughs> it's okay but uh it's okay but coming into like another you know the following year and and then having uh again I there was a time I, I don't remember what year it was but I was I don't know how many wins losses so to speak but then I went ended up 13 and 13 and mm -hmm. that was that was a big deal to just be able to come back from, uh, you know, just getting banged around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then that, that year with the oblique, I, I, I think I finished with a losing record and it just, uh, it was a lot. I can see why it's yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm like trying to like recount the goal. Then you the had the calendar. elbow, then you had the forearm. Well, it, yeah, I had, yeah. So I had these yeah. different things occur towards the, towards the end of, end of, uh, my days on the field as well. But I also had just before that, um, I was really feeling good, like in a groove. Yeah. Back, I had my strength back. And yeah. Like I was out there, and I, before the, some of the stuff happened with the with my arm and my back and neck. It just, um, I, I was like, I think if I had four, 14 wins, I don't remember how many losses, but I was feeling really good that yeah. year. And, yeah. Uh, and then again. Glass house. Yeah. Here I come again. And so. It felt like every two steps forward, you were taking another step back. Yeah. Did you kind of feel like that? Yeah. It it's was, like, can I get a break here? Well, you know? yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Like what I'm looking at myself like, okay, well, how, how am I contributing to this? Um, you know, what, what do I need to make adjustments in? Uh, and then like, I only know so much. So relying on others. And, yeah. Um, really just trying to, again we navigate through what was at the time and just so that i can get myself back to being the best i can be for our team and myself of course on yeah. that field and it just it didn't it didn't end up working out that way yeah you know, the mind was like the mind still is like i know oh yeah you can go out and perform and the yeah. body's like no dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it's not gonna happen body's like those days are over yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah but so let's let's get into it i mean mentally and emotionally how you dealt with all of this because oh, all of these tough. injuries ultimately took you out of the the game that you know that arm that got you drafted and uh, into the majors is, is now you, you can't use it anymore it's now kind of let you down yeah. so and I know you've been open about sharing how difficult it was to get over the fact that you could no longer play baseball. Can you tell me a little uh, yeah, bit about that? Yeah, for sure. That the transition out of the game was was a difficult one for me. Uh, it, and I and I had made up all these stories about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be good. You know, I've got all this stuff set up on the outside, and I'm thinking about longer term. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. No, okay. So reality is, right. is like who am I now? Mm. Like, what does life look like? Like what, what's next? What do I bring to the table? Do it, you know, back to that kid you were in high school trying so to figure it, was it out. That, it was all, it was the same patterns coming up again. Right. Like all, the same things that I was facing going into the game, I was facing coming out. Yeah. Resurfaced. 
That's you, look you, how you, life you nailed is. It. Look you at that. It. That's like it's beautiful. Right. It's full circle. So now there's nowhere to run, and it's time to address it. And mm -hmm. so, but but I didn't necessarily at the time have the resource to do so. I found this organization um, through a buddy of mine called Blood and Ethos, and they focus really on transition. Mm. And and in that, just uh, the, the mental side of transition. And, and again, really just ordering chaos in our lives mm. and um, I like releasing that. beauty on the other end of it. I love that. Yeah. 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 And, and it's an organization I still stay involved with to this day. And it, but it wasn't until seven, eight years into mm. my transition that I, um, I found them. And thank God I did. But, uh, so prior but to that, that, it had been a, a pretty much a big struggle tough. for this you. Was, this was, yeah, it was a tough period yeah. on myself, my wife. I just, again, I was trying to figure out who I was. I wasn't, I was depressed. Yeah. Just like beating myself up about this past that I couldn't go back and change. Yeah, and that like you really had no control over hanging anyway. Hanging on to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and so... It, it took, again, some time with this, this organization and really starting to think about, okay, well, you know, there's, there's a, maybe there's a bigger story here. And, like, how can this become part of this journey and how does it, how does it end up playing out? Mm -hmm. And so um, I started to see the beauty in it. And uh, I started to realize some of the skills that I amassed over my time in the game. And um, I started to look at, like, what I'd prefer to be doing as opposed to, like, what the heck am I going to do? You yeah. Know? So like, it was just, it was really reframing my thinking. Yeah. Um, but you had to do the work. You had to get down in it and do that, some soul searching like and it, all yeah. of that, right? I feel like it almost, I made up that it, it almost took me out. Like, Ooh. I, and, and part of me, I thought, I thought it was going to happen. I had a panic attack. Oh my gosh. I, I thought, like, my heart was beating up. I'm oh. like, what is happening here? Yeah. Andrea, my wife, I'm like, you might need to call someone. I'm like, I'm just going to go lay down. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, my I, gosh. I usually kept myself, like, pretty stable somewhat with uh, just, like, either the highs or the lows emotionally. Like, it just internalized them, which wasn't the best thing either. Yeah. But it all caught up to me. And, yeah. Your body was saying. And, um, yeah, the body yeah. was like, yeah, this, no more. You got to wake up here. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So, yeah, like you said, diving, diving deep and uh, just really... One, what I was going to do next, um, who I was now, uh, you know, what, what did life look like on the other end of this, and um, how was I going to, how was I going to start to think through that, and how was I going to start to resource it in a way that um, I hadn't seen? They, they bring, his name's Dan Takini, and he talks, he, he puts this pie chart up, and it talks about, like, the things that we know and the things that we don't know and how we, we move the things that we don't know into like what we know by, you know, we could either study or we go through experience, right? And then the biggest piece of this thing is like the I don't know what I don't know. And, um, you know, those blind spots maybe are just things that I have no idea about what I don't know. Um, I didn't, I had no clue where I was at yeah. in life. And like I didn't, there was a lot of things that resource-wise I just didn't even consider thinking about is that the whole new way of thinking I knew how to go out and prepare myself on the field performance based um, and I knew how to engage a team 
And I knew what it took to get myself ready there. But, wow, this other side of life, I don't know anything about. Right. I've made up a story about, right. oh, yeah, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. It's, it's all great. <laughs> yeah. But that's not, the, that's not the reality of it. No. And, and, I, and I, I, I don't know. I think that maybe it's that way for a lot of people in transition, but I don't know. No, it, it is. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to what you're saying. Change is hard. And it's yeah. challenging. Did you ever feel any bitterness about it, particularly early on, or did you know, that ever early, get to your mind? Early on, yeah. Early on, sure. I, mm -hmm. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to, you know, try to, again, just these stories that I was telling myself, I wanted to try to find out, um, again, go, I wanted to try to recreate the past that I couldn't go back and, and change. And so, you know, I was not just depressed, but just like, I guess, yeah, I, I, bitterness would be a good word. Like, I was hanging on to, like, hmm, like, what could I have done differently? Did we do everything that we could have done as, as a group? And, yeah. We, yeah, we did, you know. We yeah. had some really good people behind me that cared a lot about just me as a person, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. it really just took me getting getting through that and, and knowing that, again, like, we gave it our best effort. And sometimes, you know, there's a bigger plan out there and it may not necessarily be what I think it is yeah so yeah I, I'm looking at um one just like oh wow in that struggle hmm I wonder if there are other athletes that can go through so uh, who go through this mm -hmm. this transition and maybe maybe it's not the same story obviously but maybe they have their own and so like what resources are in place for them and like what can we what can we look at helping them out with? That's great. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and then on the front end of that, you know, we talked a little bit about the transition into the game. And, yeah. um, you know, what type of resources are in place for those families and those young athletes who are transitioning into sport and and as well transitioning out? And yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at today. That's sitting here now. I'm, it's a pretty you know, good place to be. Having those, yeah. Pretty it, good place to be. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. And there's one person in particular that really cared about you that was your soldier through it all, and that is your lovely wife, Andrea. Oh, yes. She she has been, uh, she's been just a foundation, you know, that, that uh, I, again, I put her through a lot in that transition, and uh, she stood by my side and supported me. That she did. And uh, it, it provided, we've got three beautiful kids now, and... Um, we're we're in a place where we're creating you know a new relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm finally back to present. At least I think I am. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so in that it's like th there's an excitement about um, what our relationship becomes from here. Yeah. You know. And do we, it, it do does. We want to look at more kids. Like. Yeah. We can be excited about hanging out together again. Right. I, I think. Right. Well, I we am, were, we were yeah. talking earlier yeah. about 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 marriages and relationships, and you do. You, you reinvent, you reconnect over the years, because that's yeah. a whole different journey. And that's a whole different show, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I want you to please tell the story of how you met your wife. I love this story. Yeah, so yeah, Andrew, Andrew she, wasn't a big, uh, she wasn't a big baseball fan by any means. And uh, I kind of liked that about her, because I, you know, I made sure. up like, who knows like what you know, people's intentions are. And exactly. She's out, she's out doing her own thing. Mm -hmm. She's independent and, um, She's really just fixated on other things, and that's it's beautiful. I, I like the person that she is, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, we I got banged around at a game, and we got a chance to uh, really get to know each other at like 
quickly at this restaurant after I was going to go uh, just try to forget about the game, go have a dinner and maybe a drink or two and yeah. like turn the page on this yeah. terrible game that I had. You and got rocked. Washington Nationals, by the way. It was the Nationals, Not yeah. to bring it up, no. It was the Nationals. You got rocked and, you know, yeah. normally you would maybe go out with your teammates and kind of rehash and go over it, but yeah. you said that day you needed to be alone. Yeah, I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to take a little bit of time. I was going to go have this meal and turn the page. I was like, Let's just put it behind us. So And there she was. Yeah, with a friend of hers and uh so we met and like we hung out a little bit and it that was really when social media was becoming like oh. we were like it was MySpace back then. Oh my goodness. Tom, everybody Tom everybody's got Tom as their friend, but uh oh. we we started to connect over social after that, okay. you know? Okay. Because it was like boom boom, we met each other, you know, and if if she was here I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she's, she said it a few times. She's like, I, you know, I didn't really know if I liked you that much. I had a lot going on at the time, right? I was sure. like, I had just gotten banged around. That's like, right. I'm kind of all over the place. And, yeah. Um, but in that, we got a chance to, again, connect. So there was one beautiful part about this, this social media aspect that allowed us to stay in touch and find times where we could meet up again after that but uh, uh -huh. it was because I got banged around a little bit and got a chance to go um, meet her that uh, so thank you Washington Nationals started yeah thank you Nationals for bringing at our her... team's expense <laughs> yes, yes that's right <laughs> and in the Nationals yes this this woman this beautiful woman uh, became a huge part of my life and now our life together with those three beautiful kids ages yeah. now two yeah. girls and a baby boy yes yeah two girls uh Averly and and Annie Aniston is her name we call her Annie uh they're seven and five and then Axel uh we had just before this these crazy fires erupted up here uh, yeah he's almost a year bless his little heart but oh, yeah, he's well, awesome you do yeah. live up here we, we do need to talk about that because you all had to get out of your house within a matter of minutes when the when the fires hit last year oh it was yeah it was scary time i cannot um, imagine and yeah that little baby boy oh we had just goodness. had we had just had axel we had just i mean not just because it happened a few weeks after but yeah it, you know looking back on it, it's like it felt like we just gotten home from the hospital and um yeah woke up in the middle of the night to just fire everywhere and oh and uh my daughters followed right behind i remember looking out the front window and I mean, everywhere left to right was just huge flames, not not far off of us. So it's like, all right, we we gotta we gotta start to move. You know, yeah. the heart starts going. Oh and my goodness! Because the flames were like a hundred feet or something. They were a couple hundred yards at the Jeez. time. Jeez. And uh, it took a while to get up to us eventually. But you know, you, I'm not thinking about any of that at the time. It's like we just gotta go. You gotta, you gotta go. get out of here. Yeah. This is like it's it's sur it was almost surreal. Yeah, like, I bet. It, everything was covered in fire. So. I just remember waking Andrea up and like we gotta we gotta get moving. And the kids, they were already Averly and Aniston were already up. They saw it and they were panicked. Oh my be, goodness. You know? So you know, what do you what do you take? Well I can't get my kids back and I can't get my relationships back and that's most important to me. Yeah. Priorities get they become very apparent very quick. Very it's quick like, in that situation. All this yeah. other stuff it you know yeah, it has some sentimental value, but I can't. I only get one Annie and Averly and Andrea and Maxwell, and I, I want to get them to safety. And mm -hmm. and then, uh, 
so we got the car loaded and made sure that our neighbors, you know, as I'm going out there, I saw my neighbor and he's telling me, you know, I've, I've talked to everybody on the street and it's good, just get your stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, get, get out of here. And I just, you know, I remember pack, just putting a few things in the car and as I was doing it, so like I could hear, like it kept me up for a, it kept me up for a while. Like I could just hear like blood curdling screams up oh. up into that, and like people yelling back and forth, like they couldn't get to each other. Oh my like, gosh! They didn't sleep for a while after that. I, I would imagine not. I would imagine not. I mean, and it hasn't been that long ago. I mean, it probably still comes back to you from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like a lot of a lot of emotion. And um, then trying to keep the kids, you know. They must have been traumatized, and you know how do you? That was that was tough. Them? Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, I've seen in in tragedy in this event is that our community has really bonded together, and resources been put into place. Like there's people that they can go talk to. Um, we have conversations around it because. Aniston, especially, she she was at a place where you could just tell she was struggling with it. She was waking up, like, thinking everything around her was, like, melting type thing, oh, you know? And man. so it was like, okay, well, like, let's sit, let's talk a little bit about yeah. just, like, the reality of what was and what is. And, you know, yes, things can happen in life, but, you know, will this necessarily be something that happens again? Well, maybe, but the chances are not. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Not great. So, you know, it gives us a chance to, again, to connect over new conversation. But uh, the community as a whole and humanity in general really steps up and comes together in times of need. And it's, it's, that's really beautiful to see, I think. Yeah. I mean, that, that just like it warms my heart after going through all that. And like our first responders and even community wow. members, like they're putting their lives on the line. Yeah like that those are the real heroes yeah no doubt yeah no doubt about it yeah it's it's so like i sort of i just think about you know like one of course our safety and then like the safety of our community how many lives were saved because of the sacrifices that and the bravery these people yeah. made for us that's it's right heroic yeah. yeah how are you guys doing now how are the kids doing yeah, uh you know we're doing good good we're doing good thank you for asking good. we uh we just moved out of the area that we were in for a little bit of time and into a new area temporarily here until we figure out what we're going to do but uh it's brought our family closer together in the in the midst of it all we ended up getting a dog oh <laughs> we got rosie now so i've got a i've got somebody else outside of the a names that <laughs> That's right. is living with us and, oh. and uh well, Aunt, that's happiness. Aunt, Annie's a dog lover. Uh -huh. She loves animals in general. She oh. really just gravitates towards them. Oh. And it's not like a, oh, I love you. It's like a, I love you. So we found a dog that's like really good with kind of like a yeah. Yeah. tougher love, I'll call it. Right, right. Uh, and, and she's just like, it lit her world up and like they're super tight. And that's the best. And like dogs and, are therapeutic. Oh, that's going to help her through, so good. Yeah. through getting through this tragedy yeah. and everything. That's it so has. awesome. Yeah. It was like that. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. So life is good after baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else are you doing up here? I know you're involved with the Junior Giants, the, by the way, which the, is so cool in Santa Rosa. The Junior Giants are a huge like part of my life, and and the why behind that is that program and what it stands for, oh. the life lessons that it provides kids, the opportunity that it provides them, and and uh, you know again like 
confidence, integrity, leadership, teamwork, where you, that applies everywhere. Like everywhere. you apply that in the day-to-day -day life. Everywhere, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, like reading and anti-bullying and health, you know, it's like, it's so well put together and the fact that, uh, you know, the Giants community stands behind it and these kids are able to play for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, and these are kids in primarily underserved communities, which is huge it, too. It they is, would, it's They that, would never yeah. otherwise have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so, great program. Uh, again, I, I, I really believe wholeheartedly in it. Um, I try to serve, yeah, here locally and then wherever I can with it because, again, I, I, I see the impact that it has. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a special one. Noah, I can't thank you enough. What a great conversation. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Renault. I really appreciate it. The time is always enjoyed here. So. Oh, it's, Thank it's you. so good to see you. And it's, it's been a pleasure getting to know you over these years. So thanks to Toomey Sellers for having us out here at their, their beautiful estate here. Yes. We should cheers. What a beautiful location it is. To you and your beautiful family and continued blessings to you, young man. Salud. Cheers. And go Giants. Go Giants. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.